Brother Leroy with Carriage of the Public Ministry. I am thankful. I'm appreciative of you joining us again at Carriage of the Public Ministry. I know your time is precious. That's one thing every human being has in common is their time. You can, I mean, if you have enough money, you can make your time be more uh, effective by buying things that allows you to do, uh, have someone do something else. While you know, in other words, if you have enough money, very, very, I, I mean, I do know a couple millionaires, and they don't cut their own grass. You know, I, I like having someone cut my grass. But you know, it, when I start, first started out in life, I didn't have enough funds to have someone else cut my grass. Uh, one thing about the spiritual things of God, uh, you may, you cannot get anyone else to do your spiritual homework. You can, uh, I mean, you have, have having funds allows you to maybe buy more books and tapes and go to live seminars, uh, but you can't have anyone grow for you. And I want you to know this, as a, any human being, as a believer, God expects you to grow. He, he has made available for you the resources to grow. And, because faith comes by hearing the word. And I want, in this day and age in which we live, uh, there's going to be some reckoning and answering to God the Father and Jesus the Holy Spirit for us not taking advantage of what is available to us. Uh, I have to say that on my own, myself personally, I have, uh, when I first got saved, I bought books and I bought tapes and it just astounded my wife. But I heard a minister, he used, he used a couple words, incorruptible, uncompromising, and those words stuck to me because uh, I was in my 20s when I got saved but I remember especially in my teenage years so many 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 things changed I remember uh, in the early 70s a friend of mine I worked with uh, he was he was Catholic and and I saw him one day he was just so so upset and he was saying you I don't know what's happening to to us being Catholic I said what do you mean he says you know the nuns don't want to wear their none apparel the priests don't want to wear the priestly apparel uh what is happening well that was just one example i i know for myself when my mother passed in my teens uh uh just as i was getting ready into co uh into college my whole world came apart but see uh, this this is a truth and this truth will help you if you know we've been talking about healing and we're talking about divine healing we're talking about you as a believer by yourself or with the aid of someone who believes that healing is of God and that healing is for everyone that God can supernaturally heal you he can supernaturally you can supernaturally be made whole complete by receiving with your faith what is necessary from God, and, and see, and the thing, uh, I do not pray. Since I found the truth concerning the Word of God, concerning the will of God, I have not prayed, God, if it is your will, heal this man and this woman. Uh, it's been, it's a lie that has been, it's, it's a lie that was inserted into Westernized Christianity. Of traditions concerning that it may or may not be God's will to heal you. 
Let me pray. Father, I thank you for the truth of your word of God. Father, I thank you that the eyes of my understanding and the eyes and ears and the hearts of those that hear what I'm saying will be open. And Father, your word says where the spirit of God is, there is liberty. And I thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. And, and, and speaking about healing, because, you know, the Bible says the entrance of his word gives light. So in other words, think about this. The entrance of God's, you hearing God's word and hearing it really with your heart. It, oh, it's the answers. In 1978, I started, I got born again. I started hearing the answers of God's word. You know, I, uh, when I was in college, I had a, a math book. And in the math, in that math book, it had the answers. And then sometimes it took, I don't know, I would just paper after paper after paper. I would endeavor to work out the problem and then look in the back of the book and look at the answers and for 99.9 of those problems 99.9 of the answers in the back of the book was right but I remember one time I I, I worked and I worked and I worked and I couldn't come up with the answers and I knew how to work myself the, the process and I took it to the teacher and my, my teacher said you know this answer in the back of the book is wrong. Well, in this book are no wrong answers. Now, this book provides the general will of God. For example, 1978, the Spirit of God called me into the ministry. I, to this day, it may be in there. I haven't Googled, Googled it. But in the King James Bible, I have not found the name Leroy in the Bible. It may be in there. But even then, more specifically, I have not found where it says, uh, Leroy, God said, go into the ministry. But I have found uh, Leroy go to Haiti. Or Leroy go to this prison. But I ha I found general rules for this. Remember, and we're going to get, we're going to turn, that's one of our scriptures. We're going to turn to it uh, in Romans again after we look at our foundational scripture. Remember, I said we build upon. If you build a house upon a foundation, the Bible says, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let everything be proven or said. So it's a, it is, it is, will help you if you prove any truth of the Word of God with two to three scriptures, and especially New Testament scriptures, te scriptures written by the Apostle Paul. So our foundation scripture is 1 Peter 2.24. Remember, we're talking about healing. Now, uh, healing is a process. Co correcting something is wrong. That it is it's not functioning right. Healing can be of something that's not functioning right. But most of the time, a healing is when something is, com is not existing, is completely not there. For example, uh, a person is born without a kidney. That's a miracle because the kidney, again, uh, they've got two kidneys now. That's a miracle. A healing would be if something is wrong with that kidney, that kidney is rejuvenated. Or say someone is is completely blind. You can, that can be considered a miracle. But if something is wrong with their eyes, then, for example, uh, then uh, a healing would be a correcting of that vision. I want you to know, uh, you know, 
the Bible says God has not given us the spirit of fear. That also goes along with uh, our foundation scripture. I believe that's First Timothy one seven. God has not given, actually, God has not given, especially. I'm saying I like to say it this way. God has not given, especially the born again spirit filled believer, the spirit of fear. Now, He has not given the world fear. Those that do not believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, He has not given them the spirit of fear. But because of who their father is, the devil, he to a certain degree, well, he doesn't. Ha he, say, he does not have the right. But because he's a thief, he's a destroyer, he is a killer. He imposes and sends and places fear upon. And I remember years ago when I was first born again. I remember I was a carpenter, and uh, I was on this a little. I had walked. At that time, I had walked buildings three, four, five stories tall and even higher than that. But I was walking what we call a knee wall, which is, it was only maybe four feet off the ground. And all of a sudden, it was as if some, and I was I was fasting, I was believing for something at that time. It was as if something might have put a coat on me. And and I just thought, at that time, I, I was not, I was still learning and am still learning about the authority of the believer. And and what we and authority in the name of Jesus. So the best thing I knew at that time, I just started praying in tongues as loud as I could. And it was a, another guy there. He wasn't saved, uh, and he said, uh, when we got, he said, "Man, you really, boy, you really was afraid. You just, you just, you were so afraid. You was just babbling." Well, see, I w I didn't try to explain to him, but but see, the Bible says that we as we pray one. As we pray in the spirit, we build up our inner man. So if the spirit of God is upon you strong enough, then the spirit of fear will resist it excuse me, it will leave from you. And you build your spirit up far enough, it causes you to be able to resist the spirit of God. So no same way the scripture we, we mentioned the scripture says give the devil no place. We're gonna turn that scripture later on. Give the devil no place by me praying in the spirit. I'll building myself up. I'll giving in my my spirit and my mind and my body no place for fear. So see the Bible says that when you resist the devil, he will flee. So that's what I was doing. I was resisting. I wasn't saying, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. No. Bible says God has not given me the spirit of fear. Bible says if any two of us agree as touching anything or if any of us agree in words. See, touching is an action. Words are a spiritual action. So what did I do? I did not give the spirit of fear any place by saying I am afraid. Health. If you if you had someone pray for your health, if you have prayed for your health, if you want to be healthy, and we'll say you have. Uh, uh, I'll just say I'm not sure. high blood pressure, uh, uh, sugar diabetes. I've prayed for people. I've talked to people, and I went out to eat with them, and they said, "Oh, I can't eat that because it affects or gives me high blood pressure." 
Well, remember we've said Matthew 18, 19 says, any two of us agree. Actually, if any two, excuse me, if any two agree as touching or speaking or saying anything, they should have it. See, God has said, according to 1 Peter 2, 24, which we're going to read, by his stripes we were healed. But see, the devil has, we know the scripture says the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So what have you done? You have agreed with John 10, 10. The thief comes but to steal, to kill, and destroy. Because why? High blood pressure, sugar diabetes, those things will destroy you. If you believe in, and you, and actually you are believing that you want to get rid of high blood pressure or, or uh, the sugar diabetes. Why? Because most likely you're taking that medicine. So, but that's, that's an, uh, a natural agreement. So what you want to say, what you want to do is rather than saying, oh, I can't eat that because it affects my sugar diabetes or my high, or my high blood pressure. You just say, I don't want any of that. I choose not to eat that. So see, that way you're not agreeing with John 10, 10 to come steal, kill, and destroy. Our foundation scripture. 1 Peter 2.24 Who his own self, Jesus, bore Leroy's sins in Jesus' own body, that Leroy, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes Leroy was healed. Or I, I, King James Bible, once again, if you just join us, 1 Peter 2.24, this is how it reads. Uh, who his own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. Remember, you make the scripture yours. You make this scripture this way. Who Jesus bore John sins I'm going to use my name who his own self bore Leroy's sins in his own body on the tree that Leroy being dead to sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes you were healed uh, this this example comes to me my grandmother was uh, lived in St. Louis years ago and she lived uh, where and this, where she lived it, uh, the streets were really hilly and uh, she lived a long way from the trolley car and she was wrapped up uh, she was probably she looked probably was just as round as a ball she had so many clothes on she told me that and so she walked up to the trolley car place and as she was standing there this young man grabbed her purse and she held on and the young man was, was uh, took her knocked her off her feet and he finally let go after she didn't let go and and so uh, she started, uh, as she, this, this was her word, she started laughing, ha, 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 and she was crying, boo-hoo, 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 and so she went back from crying, boo-hoo, boo-hoo, to laughing, ha, 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 boo-hoo, 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 ha, 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 and she said, finally, a white gentleman came up and, and saw her laying on her back. She had so many clothes on, and she was on ice, and so she couldn't get up, so all she could do was roll from one side to the other side, but she couldn't get on her feet. Because she had so many clothes on and it was ice. Well, when the gentleman came up and seen her, he said, uh, uh, he said, ma'am, forgive me. He said, I heard someone crying, but then I heard someone laughing. And he said, I thought someone was joking. Because I heard this ha, 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 boo, hoo, boo, hoo. And uh, I would have come sooner. But out of curiosity, I came. And so he helped her up. And I was like, wow, 
grandmother. How, grandma, how much money did you have in that purse that you held onto and you wouldn't let go? She said, I didn't have no money in there. I said, you didn't have no money in there? She said, no, I didn't have no money in there. She said, I, I, I'm unless I had my, uh, my trolley car token in my hand, but I didn't have no money in there. I said, why did you hold on? She said, son. She said, grandson. She said, because it was mine. Well, see, according to 1 Peter 2.24, especially if you are a child of God, you someone who believes in the death, the virgin birth, the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, healing, and not only healing, being sick and getting healed, getting sick and getting healed, but divine health, where you walk healed every day is yours. It's paid for. But like my grandmother had held on to that person, when the enemy comes and attacks your body, the words, first words out of your mouth shouldn't be, I'm sick. The first words out of your mouth should be, no, in the name of Jesus, I'm healed from the crown of my head and soles of my feet. According to 1 Peter 20, 24, I was healed when Jesus bore my sickness and disease and infirmity and anything that comes to steal, kill, and destroy on the cross over 2,000 years ago, and I refuse to accept you. Headaches, leave. Cancer, leave. You have no right in my body. Bad habits, leave. In the name of Jesus, I will not give into that spirit of smoking. In the name of Jesus, I will not give into that spirit of alcohol. As a teenager, you should say, in the name of Jesus, I refuse to accept that uh, spirit of rebellion. Why would you as a teenager say that? The Bible says, children, obey your parents that you may live long. Not, and not only live long, but well. You know, there are people who live long, but they're not well. They're, they're, but the Bible wants you to prosper spirit, soul, and body. Remember, we, and we're going to get to that scripture. It says, uh, what prove yourself. You prove the good, the acceptable, and perfect will of God. You have to prove it out. You have to know it. It, it you know, it. there are things, you know, I, I've, I've had... Sometimes the spirit of God will will uh, at 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 obedience to the, to to God the Father Jesus they will he will let you experience in the spirit realm what other people are experiencing and I know that uh, two things that, that that the spirit of God let me sense with his heart was one was people who are incarcerated unjustly and they're innocent another is how God feels about divorce. I mean, it's a it's a terrible feeling. It is a, it's a pain. It's a pain. It's it's like a, I mean, a sharp sharp pain. That's the best way I can describe it. Uh, almost a bearable pain. A pain that will like break you to cause you to fall to your knees. That's how he. That's just the best way I can explain how he feels concerning divorce or how he feels concerning uh, 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 those who are incarcerated. Let's let's look at um, John ten ten again. This you know, um, years ago I I, I was at home and I had um, I had this 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 big jar. My mother used to buy everything in in by the gallon gallons. A gallon we had a we she bought a gallon of pickups. 
pickles, a gallon of pickle relish, a, a gallon of of um, you just ketchup. Everything was by the gallon. And I, I took one of those jars one time, and I had I had it full of of uh, dirty water. I had read something about in in I, th I think that you can make quicksand in a in a in a jar. And so I filled this this jar up, and it had rocks and dirt and stuff, and the water you couldn't see through it. But in the process of time, I started I started running water in there. I kept running water and running and running and running and running and running and running that water. And in the process of time. The clear water washed out all the sand, all the dirt. Well, see, that's that's what the Word of God will do for you when you renew your mind with the Word of God. Turn to John 10.10. 10. And see, this scripture here, John 10.10, 10, John 10.10, 10, King James Bible. If you've heard God's going to get you, God put this sickness, disease on you. God took your mother. God took your father. God wanted you to lose your job. God wanted to teach you something. If you've heard all these lies about God, then it will be a process. It will be a process. Especially if you've heard that God has put a you 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 have a sickness, disease, infirmity, weakness, something that's not right in your body. It will take hearing and hearing and hearing, especially you saying it, this scripture to help you go from where you don't believe the lies of the satanic kingdom, but you believe what the word of God says. I, I know some years ago, a relative, he was a minister. And I had been in this church and he saw he saw people a, a lady get filled with the spirit uh, he didn't have a real big church he saw people get healed and so we came we came to his house came back at his house and uh he had gotten so uh, sick he went in his bedroom he laid down and after a while he got a little bit better or or his wife asked me to come in there my wife and i and she says uh would you pray for my husband i said sure but he says no brother Levi, i don't want you to pray for me i said what he says, no, I don't want you to pray for me. He says, because I don't believe it is God's will to heal me. And I mean, I was like, I, I, you just saw God heal people in your church. But yet you don't believe, and you're the pastor, and you don't believe that which kind of tells me some a certain certain degree why the people in his church was was were was sick, because if the pastor didn't believe, if the people knew and saw the pastor being sick, and he didn't believe that God would heal him or he deserved to be healed, and he didn't want pray, you know, I, I'm gonna get. Let me read John ten ten. The thief comes not, but. Uh, in other words, the thief comes not, a thief comes only for to steal and to kill and destroy. I am come that they, this is Jesus, he's saying, I am come that they or mankind might have life and that they might have it more abundant. Remember I said one translation says, uh, 
actually one scripture says super abundant super excess best quality super added to the uncommon that's the kind of life that God wants you to have. And, you know, I'm going to share this with you. When I first got saved, I, I had not lived a good life. And my, my and I don't know if my spiritual, this lady who got me born again, I don't know if if she knew what kind of life I had lived. Uh, well, I get yeah, she did because she heard me give my testimony at different churches. But she almost, I almost yielded to the spirit of fear because... She was talking about all the things that was going to happen to me. And now there are natural, you, the, Bible does, the Bible teaches you reap what you sow. But also the Bible teaches about the grace of God. And then it also teaches how you can dig up a crop. So for example... Over the years, when I I had said, for example, I, prosperity, I used to say, I'm so poor I have to make a down payment on a pair of shoestrings. Well, see, I sowed seeds of poverty in the spirit world, number one. Number two, in my mind, my body, and my spirit. So what did I start doing? Once I realized what I had done, I start replanning, renewing. I start replanting the unseen world. I start planning in the kingdom of God. I start planning and renewing my mind, which we're going to read in, in Romans 12. Renewing my mind and renewing my tongue that I did not say, for example, most of the time I do not say I don't have enough money. If I don't have enough money, I don't say I can't afford that or I can't buy that. I'll say I'm, I won't buy that at this time. I choose not to buy it, but I will not say what is what I have or what is in existence. I want to say what is coming to me. Now, remember, we're going to get to uh, we're going to get to Romans 12. But I want to read this scripture. Uh, this is a scripture that I got saved by. But this scripture applies to anything that we get from God. Turn to the book of Ephesians. Let me find it. Oh, wow. Ephesians. Let's turn to Ephesians. Ephesians. Let's look at Ephesians. Ephesians 2, verse 8. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the grace of God. Let's break this scripture down. For by grace, what is grace? Grace is all that God has given. His willingness to apply his benefits, his ability, his power into our lives. Any area of our lives. You know, uh, some 
people have said grace is God's unmerited favor. Okay, it is. Grace is God's unmerited favor. Unmerits mean what you've earned. But notice, he, it, the scripture saying, uh, the, the, the definition of grace is God's, grace is all that God has given us. And his willingness to apply his benefits, his ability, his power into our lives in every area. So, all that God has, that's what we're saying. Good works and conduct does not save us. So if good works and conduct does not save us, and the word salvation mean it mean the Greek word is so so, it does not mean just not going to heaven. It means having an abundant supply. It means being not only saved from hell, it means being saved from sickness, it means saved from sickness, disease, infirmity, poverty, uh, uh, unsound mind. It means being saved, delivered from everything, everything, all that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I like to say it this way. God's grace has enabled me. Or John 10, 10, I've come, Jesus said, I've come that you have, may have life and have life more abundantly. God has made available to me to be delivered from everything or anything that I don't want for me or my underage children and my wife. Complete deliverance. Complete deliverance. You know, uh, I, I just, I think it is for where, some years ago there was a lot of snow. And I mean, and every day, I mean, this snow was, it was just like snow, 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 snow. And one day, uh, I'm actually, actually the snow, the snow was, the snow was so high the snow was actually so high that uh, I, I just couldn't, uh, you know, snow blower only works in some, a snow blower does not work in every situation. But the snow was so high that I actually had to take and carry it across the street. Two-lane two, two street. I had to carry the snow across there. Because I, I had stacked the snow so high around our driveway. I couldn't stack it any higher. I couldn't throw it up any higher. I had to take it across two-lane street. Well, one day I come home, and uh, and the rest of the street was not was was not plowed, but someone had plowed my driveway and the street, all the street in front of my house and, and around my house. See, that was grace. That was God's supernaturally blessed me. To this day, I don't know who that person was. Well, see, that's the way God works. Somehow enough, people think many times God is going to put his hand on something and make it appear. He touches people. He has angels move. But the Bible says angels hearken unto the word of God. So what are you speaking? Are you speaking First Peter 
224. Or, or we gonna, I'm going to get this scripture next time. Galatians 3.13 and 14. I, I, I love that scripture. Because see, um, the word of God empowers you. Uh, some years ago, I had to go to the I had to go to court, and the judge more or less said, "Plead innocent or guilty." It's just that simple. Innocent, plead innocent, guilty. Well, I had done everything that I could have done to avoid getting a citation by the the city of St. Louis. I said I got all my documentation. Uh, and the judge intimidated every everyone so much that no one stood up. Well, I stood up, and I said, and I said, I'll never forget this. I said, and of course, my wife and I were agreement that you know no weapon formed against us should prosper. Isaiah fifty four seventeen, and other people were saying other things that did not agree with no weapon being formed against them. But my my confession was there's also not only the confession of words, there's a confession of silence. So in other words, if if when the pressure's on. And you think you may say something you shouldn't say, don't say anything. Well, when I stood up, I ha I laid out before the judge. I had five pieces of proof that said I had done what I could have done to avoid the circumstances that I was getting the citation from. So in other words, I proved it was not my fault. It was the proof, proof of the city of St. Louis. When the judge said it, he said, pay court costs. You're innocent of wrongdoing. Well, see, because of Jesus... I have a right to say I'm innocent. Turn to the scripture. Ephesians, and and we're not going to get to Romans again, but we'll get to Romans next time. Turn to Ephesians 6, 6, 16. Above all, so no, in all that you do, take the shield of faith, whereby, or because you have it, you shall be able to quench or stop all the fiery darts of the wicked one. So in other words, no matter what is in the earth realm, no matter what virus, no matter what sickness, no matter what disease, no matter, no matter infirmity, no matter the job market, no matter the stock market, no matter the weather, no matter anything, as a believer... A believer who is, has a renewed mind, a believer who is aware of the benefits that he has, that believer can stop everything that the enemy has that can steal, kill, or destroy, or make uncomfortable your life. I want you to know God loves you. I love you. I want you to know that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And I want you to know that you are blessed no matter the circumstances. God bless you. This is Brother Leroy saying we love you.